Welcome to the Tearing It Up podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. We'll be tearing it up, tearing it down, and tearing it apart, dissecting all things related to those who deviate from the standard. From leaders of their industry to leaders of mediocrity, and maybe a gear review or two thrown in. We shoot the shit and let the conversations flow, so if that's not your style, this may not be for you. Otherwise, listen in. Hope to light a fire in you somehow. All right. We are back. Taryn and Amber here this week. Uh, last week, we had our friend Tori McQueen join us. Um, so that was a really good episode. If you haven't listened to it, we're going to kind of recap it a little bit today. The whole episode won't be about just that, but we're definitely going to mention it and reference it and whatnot. So I would suggest then just going to listen to that right now. And then you can come back to this one um, to catch up on that. So you can understand like exactly what we're talking about and, and who this wonderful woman Tori is. Cause she is just a boss, babe, powerhouse mama um, and just an incredible woman. So what, why I really want to recap it too, is because we, unfortunately lost amber partway through yes. on the recording uh so super bummed about that just because you know just being working mothers uh i would have loved to hear her perspective and ask tori any questions that may have come up for amber during so amber's listened to the episode and whatnot so yeah we just wanted to kind of just again recap this wonderful woman and who's doing so many things in life yeah and when you so see people things. like that, now I know Tori and I've known Tori for a long time. Um, so not that that means I know how she does it all or anything, but I just know, I feel like it's different when you know the person, because a lot of times as we talk about on social media, you see someone in their business and how successful they are. And you're just like, oh, like lucky them or yeah. like, oh my gosh, how'd they do this, that or the other. And knowing Tori from you know, before she was where she is now, I just know her as a person and how driven she is mm-hmm. that it does not surprise me to see her juggling these things and making a successful business for herself. And, um, all the while having five fucking kids, which just blows my mind all the time. Blows my mind. Um, so, so yeah, it's interesting to see other people's or hear other people's perspectives on stuff and again just to be able to share her story too of how she got to where she was because many people who don't know her might just be like you know oh just another overnight success or something and that's not not it she just knows what she wants she took um she did not take no for any answer like she wanted things out of life and she was going to get them. She was going to make a career that worked for her life because it's very important to her to spend time with her family and having five kids and different schedules and stuff like that. I can't imagine like what that might take to try and figure out a work schedule. Yeah. I know it's got to be hard with just one. I mean, it's hard with my dogs to figure out how I can mm-hmm. make sure they're, you know, let outside or whatever during a work day. But, um, but yeah, so Amber, you are a working mother. Did yes. you have any key takeaways from Tori yes. at all? So many. Um, uh, I would say the biggest one being like your partner and you and how you manage and work and delegate things. Um, and then also for sure you as an individual and how you ask for help or 
except, hey, I'm not going to be great at this thing. So let me give that job to somebody else and delegating all that. And just also having like big picture fully and then seeing what it takes to get from point A to point B and doing that as efficiently as possible. I remember I kept on hearing her talk about like, how can I optimize this time that I have? Because I've got five kids and my time is extremely valuable and extremely important. And just I know that once I became a mother, I was like, okay, my kids asleep for two hours. I got to get this, 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 and this done. Like the capacity that a woman or mother father has while they are away from their child gets optimized like times a million and it's just i you just you just it's hard to explain it's really hard to put into words but it's just something that you really have to like experience to understand like and i mean like i'm sure you do that on a daily basis with your work you know what i mean you're like okay, well, this happened today and it bumped me back like two hours. Now I only have one hour to get all this, this, and this, and this done. And so you optimize your time and you consolidate things. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. I feel like it's like, uh, you know, you're in the pressure cooker and some people Mm -hmm. do well under pressure um, and some people don't. But when you you have no other choice, except when, when the only time you have to get some things done are during that sleeping baby time, then you're going to get it done. And I feel like it's that superhuman strength that happens. We could also compare that to, for people who aren't parents, um, the, to adrenaline when a situation happens, like they talk about mom strength, right? Like you could lift a car off something, but if you've ever been in a situation where your adrenaline has been raised and you're getting yourself out of a situation, it could be like lifting a rock off of somebody, saving someone from a burning building, or just like getting yourself to safety. Um, because there's no other option. Fight or flight mode basically is how it kind of feels or seems like it would be is like, if I don't get this shit done in these two hours, it's not gonna get done. But when you don't have that pressure on you and you're not in that fight or flight mode, then you can get lackadaisical about things um, and some things go by the wayside or don't get done. But it also, those times make you realize what is important, which you can hopefully then carry on outside of that fight or flight mode and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. how I I can get this done, but I have to figure out how to be, uh, how to manage my time efficiently when it's now not always like the pressure cooker. Uh, and so when kids, I feel like get to a certain age and they're starting school or sports, you might feel like you have more time to do certain things, but still you're like, well, I want to make it to that game or that practice, um, or that school event or whatever. But speaking of that, I did really like how Tori talked about growing up. She was taught that as a mother, you do all of that. You don't miss a practice. You don't miss a game. You don't miss any school event. Um, so you can't have a career because there's no way you can have a career and do all of that. But she's also realized like there are going to be times, you know, that I might miss something and that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm a bad parent. And I think that was really important for people to hear, especially if you grew up thinking that's what you had to do or grew up having that. Because I was very lucky that 
my parents did make it to almost every game or showed up at every practice. Like until high school, they weren't at the practices themselves, but they would come pick me up from them. Or my dad, if he got off work early, he would be at the end of wrestling practice and watching. And that was always like actually horrible because you're like, oh man, I'm tired. Now dad's here. He's going to like be on my ass more than the coaches are about doing this or that. But The games became more important and that's the things they were at. But my by my senior year, my mom was working and my dad uh, was actually working out of the state. So he missed a lot. And it was really a bummer and hard because I did grow up with them being around. But I also understood, you know, that had to happen. He was the one yeah. working for our family. Um, and I'm just happy that for me, it happened at an older age. Uh, for and I sure. totally understood it. But when you have the yes. communication with your kids... Like I said, at a young age, you know, they don't need to be and they won't be, you know, heartbroken if you have to miss one every once in a while, uh, especially if your partner can be there. You know, it's, yeah, it sucks when parents can't make any of them. I grew up with several mm-hmm. people like being a part of the Boys and Girls Club. And like, that's what our sports were through. There were so many parents that were never at any event, didn't know anything about their sporting events because the kids would just get, take the bus to the boys and girls club, be there all day, then be at practice and then like get a ride home. And, and they'd just get dropped off at uh wrestling matches or tournaments or something like their parents knew nothing, but again, like they were, you know, they had to be working and mm-hmm. that sucks when people are in that situation that they can't be involved at all um yeah so I just can't imagine like she did mention mom guilt and how hard that is in all aspects when you can't be there whether Mm -hmm. it's because of a like choice or not a choice like what the fuck yeah yeah and and the the terms like good mom bad mom good Mm -hmm. kid bad kid gets thrown around and you just can't do that because like any parent that's trying period and that's present is a phenomenal parent you know they're there they're trying they care Mm -hmm. um and I think um a good point to do with your children or your partners or even your colleagues is just communicating expectations Mm -hmm. and communications constantly throughout Mm -hmm. the day like even if you're like oh man, I stubbed my toe really hard last night. So I'm a grump today, you know, like just the littlest thing like that gives people a window into what you have going on in your head. And it'll also like tell a lot of like what's going on with your actions for the day and what you got going on. It's just, it's, it's all, it's all intertwined. And for me, um, I knew James, but I knew him, Tori's husband. I knew him just like through the buddies, through partying. And so I feel like I saw this side of James that was just like goofy, ridiculous, like not really serious at all. And so hearing Tori's side of him now as a father and as a partner, just like threw me through a loop because I just knew him as this kid from high school. Now he's this father of a big, huge family and like married to this powerhouse, successful woman of a wife and is holding shit down with her. And it's just so great to hear and see that like the fucks from high school that we know and love can like grow up and be these incredible fathers and, and providers and, it's just, it's just really great to see. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love hearing that perspective for from you, because again, I have, 
I've not gotten to see James and Tori much over the last freaking basically decade. Um, but I've followed along their journey, stay in touch here and there. And I was still around a little bit more when their first was born. And just through the times that James was in the military and this and that, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure James and Jason both were writing me letters like when they were in boot camp because like that's what you were doing then was like writing letters. They like would write everybody letters. So, you know, I I, and he he is that fun loving goofball. But yeah, yeah, to just to see and so many of our friends see them evolve into like these caretakers, like you said, and and support systems, Mm -hmm. Um, especially I did know about, you know, James uh, background, like growing up and stuff like that. So just to see him and Tori to like be able to provide their family with, with what they do and be the parents that they are is so amazing because James, you know, came from like the opposite side of that. And, Mm -hmm. um, and Tori like had a good, good family roots and stuff like that but it's just it's still just so amazing to see your friends be these people and um and be be successful and be like you said phenomenal parents because simply just being there be or simply trying like you said is like if you're just putting in an effort then like you are a good parent and mistakes happen and so just same thing with like a good kid or bad kid like kids go through struggles and and times and emotions and things they don't understand that doesn't inherently make them a bad kid no. um, they're just they're learning as we are yeah and i mean there's humans out there that have you know there's a like a black seed in them but as kids yes. you <laughs> so much of it has to do with i think anyways nature and nurture like what's yes. around them and everything and so a lot of people unfortunately when they come from bad circumstances which leads them down a dark path um and so that's just really unfortunate and most of the time it's like those parents you know maybe didn't try at all yeah um and that sucks but yes it's I just can't get over imagining because I still feel in my 20s all the time like I haven't grown up. I mean, I have because I go to bed at 9 p.m. You know, I (laughs) drink very little alcohol and I am just tired all the time and stuff like that. But when I think about our life, I'm just like, wow, how are we in our mid 30s? And there's these friends over here, like with kids and this or that. It's just like it it just blows my mind to see where we're all at and what we're doing with life. Because to me, when I think about myself, I don't I don't think that I'm like, saying or trying to have pity on me that I feel like oh I'm I'm not a success or I'm not doing anything with my life that's not how I feel at all but I just it feels so different to look at someone else's life and see how far yeah. they come I don't look at my life from that outside lens so to me I'm like oh no this is just what, what I do and doing my whole life yes. of like you know traveling around or being here or there or, you know still being the outdoors person that I've always been um, and doing 500 million things. So to me, yeah. I don't feel like it's been a major jump or anything, but to other people, it may be like, oh my gosh, you're like, you're there and you're doing this or that. How cool. Like, yeah, so I just love looking at my friends from that outside view and being yeah. like, oh my God, you are just doing the thing. You're just yes. killing it and you're just yeah. doing awesome. And Tori and James are, are some of those people. I mean, uh, a couple of our good friends um in our group there 
we've always looked up to Tori and James as far as like relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been together since our early twenties and we've just always been like, they have just had such a strong bond and relationship. Yeah. It's been something to for sure look up to. And it's nice to have people in your life that can provide that kind of a uh, goal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> relationship goals, man. Absolutely. And I'm sure like if we were to hang out with James like without kids and just be like hanging out like old times he would just still be the same as like when we were hanging out back in the day when we all didn't have kids and responsibilities and stuff so it's it's great to hold on to that and um in reference to what you were saying earlier like calling people good bad I feel like I don't know if you feel this way too but I feel like people are too quick to like just like disregard people they're like Mm -hmm. oh that person rubbed me the wrong way that day and I'm completely done with them Mm -hmm. and I really truly believe especially like in our political state in our economic state in all states of fucking humanity that people need to just simply have a little bit more compassion Mm -hmm. and try to ask whys Mm -hmm. instead of being like I'm done here I'm done with this person fuck this guy fuck that girl ask yourself why like why do you think that person is like that like try to put yourself in their shoes and like just have some fucking compassion because we are all under pressure we are all under stress we all have things going on that we can't portray or we don't portray or we don't know how to ask for help and like it's not our fault Mm -hmm. you know we're just given the cards that we were dealt and we try our best however we can and sometimes we can't see how to get from a to b and we just need some fucking compassion man (laughs) yeah absolutely and i have a couple of things to say to that one like what you just said first of all you're being so quick to write people off and you got rubbed the wrong way so i am definitely i have been the person who on upon first impression or second third whatever I've been like yeah and it's it it leads off of first impression right where I I'm kind of like uh nope didn't jive with that person whatever don't even want to and the next few meets will still just be like yeah still not my cup of tea whatever have this judgment and then eventually finally give them like a chance and try to and give them that that compassion or look into ways um and and also what they say a lot too is something about, <laughs> don't know the quote exactly, but looking into them, it's like looking into a mirror. These things you don't like about a person yes. can be like what's reflecting back at you. Maybe it's you see something in them that you don't like about yourself, um, yes. whether that's you do the same thing or you don't do what they do and you want to. And so yeah. I noticed that about um, just some someone in my life that at first I was like yeah no way and then kind of like realizing I'm like all right well these things that I don't like about this person I'm saying I I don't like them about it but if I dive a little bit deeper is it because I kind of wish I had a little bit more in me I wish that I you know spoke up a little bit more about what I wanted and when I wanted it and instead like what I think about this person is they're like in an entitled um generation or like I said is it like just I'm like oh I wish I would have been doing that at that age asking Mm -hmm. for more doing this doing that working smarter not harder 
Um, but again, coming from a generation or even just a family that works really hard that I do have a hard time still, uh, not like with so many people just wanting the easy route. I'm like, you got to yes. put your time in. You still have to put your sweat equity in for some things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I still believe that. But again, I was like, some of these qualities of this person, I can have more compassion for and understand like this is where they're coming from. But, uh, so I don't need to be so judge judgy and harsh and quick to write off. Um, and also a situation in my life between two two friends happened a little spat you know and I feel like it went kind of way out of control unfortunately but both parties were kind of quick to say like not my fault it was the other person or whatever and I you know I'm not in the wrong or this that and the other I'm also a person who can do that um, but it was just, it was just a bummer to see because they're two of your friends and you don't want something to come between them that could be resolved of just having a, a reactive moment on both parts. Um, so again, when it's one of those things and you see it from the outside, you're like, no, no, like, don't just take your time and space, but like, let's reel it in and and realize where these feelings were stemming from. What, mm-hmm. like, there was something deeper that caused this and so what was that um it could have been something going on in someone's life that has nothing to do with the incident but but yeah I said it's it's so easy when you're in that to quickly write off because like I said I am that person I'm very reactive and I have those emotions of like I don't need you in my life I can do everything by myself um but again from the outside you're, you just have this other perspective that you're like, wait, no, like this doesn't have to be this way. And you guys can both yeah. just like just see each other's point of view and have a conversation. <laughs> um, and I don't know how, how you do that though. Like, yeah. And it, you, know, you just have to be ready. People have to be willing to, to do that, to see that side. And I'm just at a point in my life and have been where I'm just kind of looking a lot at myself more than others um, and trying to figure out where some of these emotions come from. And a lot of times they're like, they come from me, like they're my issues. And, and if, and it's not the other person, you know, I always say like, it's the other person, it's the other person. And everything I do is like fucking perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, no, like I'm having these reactions because of something inside of me are they the quote unquote trigger? Maybe, but like, again, that's because it's triggering something in me. That's what a trigger is. Like it's setting something off that's deep inside you that you need to fucking figure out and, and be able to see or acknowledge when these triggers happen of like, Oh, this is, this could set me off. And like, what can you do now to move on from that? Um, But it's fucking hard. And you don't it's always so know. Hard. And sometimes people are just assholes and it, yes. it really is them. It really yes. is them. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It really is. And I'm all for setting boundaries. And like if someone really fucks you over, fuck that person for sure. Yeah. But yeah, just having compassion and understanding and within yourself, like asking the questions of like, what is what was that? Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you have situations where like 
you are caught off guard or like you get embarrassed or like they do something that makes you feel these bad feelings and you're just like immediately like, oh, fuck you and all this stuff. And like, yeah, that's fine to like have these reactions, but just try so hard to be like, what is the big picture here? What Mm -hmm. really is actually happening within me? where was this person coming from? And it's just, I mean, like we're people and that's also a lot of mental load. Like that's who, like we don't have the capacity in every situation of our everyday waking moment lives to be like, I'm gonna like be the therapist in Mm -hmm, this situation mm -hmm. and try to figure this out. But like for the moments that matter and with the relationships that matter the most, like just try those things because it'll make a huge difference in Mm -hmm. your life. Yeah, and something we talk about, I feel like, really, almost every episode, because it's so important in so many aspects of our life, is communication. Why a good part or how a good partnership works is communication. You said if you wake up in the morning and you know that you are going through some shit or it's just one of those days that everything's going wrong. I have those days. It's like that, uh, was it Disney movie or something? My terrible, bad, shitty, never-ending bad day. Some kind of like a a children's book or movie or I don't even know. But I I have those days often. I just wake up and it's like my equilibrium is just fucked or something. I'm running into the walls. I'm spilling everything and making these little stupid mistakes where I really start to think like, what is wrong with me? But, um, you know, it can just spiral into your, your day and it can make you feel a certain way. But if you are going to be around people, it can be as simple as like, hey, I'm just having a day. I don't know what it is, but my the energy in the universe is off and I am mm-hmm. not, things are not working out for me. So I'm in yeah. a little bit of a grumpy mood or you slip like shit had bad dreams, whatever it is, had an argument with a friend or your partner or something the night before. And PMSing like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And you don't always have to tell people like, this is exactly what's going on, but you can at least be open in your work environment. Like, Hey, I'm sorry, but like, I'm, you know, not in the best mindset right now and today. And that can help the rest of your work day by no means should it be an excuse for you to not do what your job entails and you unfortunately at times do have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and put things to the side for a minute until you can deal with them properly but again at least it it beats walking into work with a scowl on your face and um and just being a brat but again I I 100% am not denying that I do that oh dude (laughs) I did that that shit today man especially with people that you don't you know, our coworkers, right? Maybe not your friend, but I don't really feel the need or desire at times to just walk into work and say, Hey, I had a bad night. So I'm grumpy right now. Like, yeah. I just, I don't always want to share that with some people, but to some people I will be like, Hey, I'm not doing good today. Um, but so figuring that out, your, so your relationships at work and how you can somehow communicate with the people who you may not be closest to um, yes. or and who will also hear it, because that's important, too. You may have coworkers or whomever you're going to be around who are like, I don't fucking care how your day is going. My day is going yeah. like this. So just get your shit together and do your job, whatever. So knowing the people around you who you can explain things to or what you can say or whatever just like knowing that communication is so important Mm -hmm. and the more you communicate is probably the better yeah 
And knowing when, like, I know, like, there were a few moments today at work where I should have, like, chirped up and been, like, um, instead of being like, yeah, I'm chill, it's whatever, instead of doing that, be like, no, I really think that if we do this, then the day will go better or mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, because I, ju- I had a pretty shitty day today on top of having PMS like a motherfucker, and um, I think I have to go into work tomorrow morning to talk to my supervisor and be like, Hey, sorry if I was being a little short at the end of the day yesterday, but some things happen and it just didn't set me in a right way. And I also am feeling like I am not getting like trained thoroughly. So it's just like making all of my work a little bit more frustrating because I'm not being shown properly how to do things or being guided properly. And so when I feel like I'm doing things incorrectly, it just like really doesn't make me feel that great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's an amazing thing for you to do because you are in a new job, a new position. Yeah. And so the sooner you can open up those doors of communication, like I said, the better, because then yeah. you're also seeing if that, if that is received and if it's not totally, totally. received, yeah. then that's a good sign for you to be like, Oh, okay. So this is what's happening. This is my work yep. environment and whatnot. Um, and if, yeah. And if it's being received, then that's like, okay, good, great. I know that I can talk to these people and I can, you know, voice my opinions and feelings. And I also think that that's big of you to, to say like, Hey, I'm, you know, I recognize that I was being a little bit short or not even recognized, but like, I feel like I, you know, may have come off that way. So I apologize if I do. Uh, I think that takes a lot. Some people to be like, Oh, I had no idea. Um, but still at least I think I would respect that in someone and be like, thank you though, for like saying that, that makes me feel that you are being considerate of other people's feelings and emotions. And that's an amazing thing just to be like, you had the wherewithal to recognize that and to come in and mention something about it. Like that's, that's huge. Also within the feedback of like what I'm thinking, feeling and seeing could be some action on my boss's part of Mm -hmm. being like, oh, you feel like you're not being properly trained? Well, what can we do Mm -hmm. to like make you feel more supported and taken care of? Because there Mm -hmm. is just, it's a lot. And like working on construction sites, like in that extremely, extremely male dominated, like testosterone driven field, there's a lot of like, figure it out, cowboy, Mm -hmm, figure mm -hmm. it out, toughen it up. And it's like, no. No, not necessarily. Like, that doesn't work for everyone. Like, for some people, yes. Okay, fine. That could totally work. And, like, all the old timers who are on these construction sites and are making, like, six figures a year have for surely earned their spots and their stripes. And they're building, like, our streets and our buildings and, like, know their fucking shit. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Earned it to the fullest and, like, can for sure have that tough-ass attitude, especially for young bucks, new people like me who are like, uh, can you show me this? Or I don't know how to do this. Help me here. But like, also we're all just out there trying to do a job. And if we just take care of each other, then things can just go so much better. And also man today. So today Mm -hmm. I was working on a construction site and it's like day three of my period. And so it's like pretty raging. And so there was this honey bucket across the street. And so I walk over to the honey bucket because my coworker is like, yeah, I just used that. And so I'm like, cool, I'm going to go use it. And I walk up to the honey bucket and this woman is like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm 
just need to use the bathroom. And she's like, you're the second person who's come over and used it. And I'm like, I'm just trying to change my fucking tampon. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it, but I was just like, it's fine. I'll just not use your toilet. And so I just like walked away and had to go find another toilet somewhere. And like, um, I'm also training with this gentleman who's from India and he has to commute from Seattle via bus. And he's like, what's the deal with the toilet situation around here? And I'm like, beats me, man. And, and it just like really posed like a serious question in my head. Like really though, what is, what is the deal with the toilet situation? Like, why is it so hard to find an accessible toilet? And I heard this thing when I was in French class that French people have their bathrooms near their front door so that if someone has to go to the bathroom, they can just knock on someone's door and be like, Hey, I just, I just need to use the bathroom really quick. And people are like, yeah, here you go. And I'm like, wow. Why isn't it like that here? Like what? And, and, and then I thought about it and I told my coworker, I was like, I honestly think it's because of money. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it costs to run water. It costs to wash your hands. Mm -hmm. It costs to wipe things. It costs to dry things off. Like it's all about money and it's so frustrating. Absolutely. It costs them to have that honey bucket there. They are renting it and they're paying the fee to empty it. So if you are not part of that business, then you shouldn't be using it. But that's my question to you is this was on a construction site that you are working on. Yeah. Oh, no, it was no. So we were, uh, they were laying cement sidewalks. And mm. so we were on an insanely busy, busy road. Like this is like a six lane road um, mm. for the local people. It's Canyon Road. Oh, okay. And so there was this firecracker stand setting up across the street and I I mean I didn't think anything of it my in my head I'm like my cup is running over I need to get something yeah. to catch the thing I'm surprised you didn't actually yell that though I was God, 100% Peggy for doing have. that like yeah and, just to see the reaction I, yeah. I mean if it was a woman I you know and she's already upset she could go either way or right I'm like out. Be like, I don't fucking care. I've been there too, lady. Like, go find yes. someone else's toilet. Or she could have been like, all right, I understand. A guy, I feel like usually they just get embarrassed by that. So they'd be like, okay, fine. Yes. Like, just yes. but don't let anyone else use it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have been so curious to hear the woman's reaction of like, tough cookies, baby. Totally. Go change it somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. And it's, and like with stuff like that, it's, it's a sanitary thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, Ah, just being a woman on a construction site or even in this world and like having a period and having to take like the responsibility of the birth control and everything. I just like maybe it's because I'm like ragingly PMSing right now, but I'm just so fucking over it. Well, it's really frustrating. I go through those times, too. And I think a lot of us do as women of like feeling that we take on so much of that stuff that there's just no so control much. over there's no you can't just give that to the your partner or whatnot and it's overwhelming it's just yeah. overwhelming at times in life and, and it's something that you know non-menstruating individuals yes. don't understand yes. um of how much of an impact it can have and and things you're thinking about right like, yes like you think about your day to day uh during your period because like, I have to you know make sure I have this available that available um and I mean when we went on our kayaking trip from Ketchikan to Wrangell in Alaska it was like a seven-day kayak trip 
Um, and one of my friends during that time was on her period and we had to seriously consider like grizzly bears. Yeah. Like, I don't know how true that is, you know, but the owner of our companies was, who was, is like a native Alaskan and born and raised, but she was also a little bit crazy. She was like, yeah, you're not like, you stay away from me. And, you know, she, she had to like keep her shit in a like, um, watertight, like locked yep. box. Um, but, but yeah, it's just like those things. Yeah. Just things you don't have to think about the daily of like using the restroom. Cause I mean, men, yeah, they got to go to the bathroom throughout the day. And sometimes you got to take a shit in the middle of the day as a construction mm-hmm. worker. And where are you going to do that? I know yeah. Andrew with his job working at people's houses, like they've run into those situations of, oh my God, I need an emergency bathroom and I can't yeah. knock on these people's door. Yeah. What do I do? So yes, they've, they've experienced things like that, but I think we think ahead a lot of it more of like, what's my day going to look like from going forward with your job? I mean, I'm sure you had it before on other sites, but you're like, okay, I'm going to be at this site all day. I have no idea what the bathroom situation is going to be. So I'm just going to not drink water. And now I'm going to yeah. get dehydrated and going to fucking die. <laughs> 90 mm-hmm. degrees out all day. And I haven't drank any water because I was so afraid to pee. <laughs> yep. But um, that's why I love uh, bibs, like in the winter and drop mm. seats. And I mean, you're in, it's in the winter. I know you're doing fun stuff, but this is definitely a plug because dovetail is an affiliate of ours, but they're, they have a drop seat overall now. Beautiful. I cannot wait to try that. Cause it's just a regular overall and they, they'll have a thermal one in the fall. Um, Girl, send me the link. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, that's great. Cause that's just like your everyday. I mean, I think about, you know, if you're actually on a job site or out anywhere, or whatever that, cause obviously you can drop your pants outside, but when you have layers on, that's yep. what I'm thinking more of is the winter time when I'm even just outside working around here and I have a bathroom in my trailer, but still I can just unzip and pee instead of take everything Dump off. It out. Yes. Um, because yes. that's what guys get to do is just like unzip a little bit, you know, they don't have to get fully undressed or whatever. So, so yeah, like just thinking about this, these little accessible things, it just yeah. it makes a huge difference. But um, I don't even know how we got onto to, twi- oh, your day, just being shitty, like, and literally, like, talking yes. about the poo, the the toilet, the poo holder, I guess. Yes. But, um, yeah, that, when things like that just add up into your day to making you feel yeah. like, oh, it's stressful. And for people who just, for people who don't have, who don't menstruate, menstruate and don't fully understand like everything that goes into that like it's not pretty no it's not cute it's like a war sometimes it's a fucking shitty yeah, war zone. you're like oh my god what yeah yes <laughs> and the period <laughs> poos like yeah. <laughs> I, and th- that's the thing like i think i'm just gonna be like transparent as shit about all this because not only is this like my first period in two years because i accidentally took out my iud um but hold accidentally took it out yes uh, well like somebody I, removed it and me, you like i did <laughs> i'm saying this okay so i'm just I, shocked because yeah that was the, i guess the coming out wasn't as bad but the going in Ugh. was like the most painful thing that i ever had experienced in that realm of yes. my body um because i haven't given childbirth 
and it's comparable. Granted, I didn't ask anybody about it um, before I did it. I did it because I was going to be running out of insurance. I'm like, oh, this lasts for five years. So let's yep. get this sucker in here. Yep. Um, and I was like, wow, would have been real nice if if someone would have at least given me some warning, like explain like, hey, so this is your it's going to be painful yes. and it's going to be painful for like a couple days. But nope, this man just like shoved it up there and was like okay see you later and I'm like cool and was like what like I was seriously concerned as I was happening what the fuck is happening is this right and (laughs) what you're saying right now has been unanimous across the board of like what I've gotten back from my girlfriends who have gotten the marina IUD or like the hormonal IUD like it fucking wrecks your shit dude Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for a long time and Mm -hmm. plus sides you don't get pregnant you don't get a period but you still feel it every once in a Mm -hmm. while like I feel like I could feel mine my body being like what is this foreign object get it out of here like trying to reject it and like full-on felt like um contractions when it was seeding or whatever like my my I felt like I felt my IUD tried to seat or like get into its place for like three weeks after. Wow. I don't feel like mine didn't last that long, but it was like days and I had no idea why either that it yeah, was. I literally they don't had, talk they about told it. me like you might want to take some ibuprofen when you get home, but they didn't say like anything else. And like I did, I looked shit up afterwards to see if that was normal. And then I I only had mine while I was in Nicaragua. And then I was like, I, I just didn't like that idea of having one thing in there for that long even though I know it's totally safe this that and the other I just am such a hypochondriac and just kept always thinking about it so I got it removed left and also my periods were way worse and I never had bad ones and no one ever told me either that it takes it can take months (laughs) for your period to like re-regulate and so if I would have given it another month then it probably would have been like normal and fine and back to what it usually was but I was like I ain't fucking dealing with this I'm not having a heavier period and worse cramps when I've never had that before in my life I'll take the chances yeah. <laughs> like I don't want this and so yeah. I took it out but I never looked back but um yeah but yeah dang like I can understand then today I didn't realize so I had the non-hormonal so I like, okay. still had my periods obviously um but I didn't realize that you didn't have yeah. them and I mean yeah. that's a whole nother thing for that long like that's getting back in the swing of dude of that I felt like a teenager you're gonna was... feel like that for months yes I think. and and I like when I went to go buy tampons and pads I was like shit mm-hmm. like I truly felt like a teenager all over again trying to learn this and mm-hmm. like luckily I don't really care what's like in my basket when I go into the checkout yeah. but I'm just like fuck man um, so in addition to my rant, uh, the fact that we have to deal with all this shit and for men, if they want to, uh, choose to take responsibility for birth control, all it is, is a vasectomy, which is a simple procedure that hurts significantly less than getting an IUD plastic thing shoved into your tubes. Um, and it's reversible. So mm-hmm. To all of our male followers, if you could just um, do your research and um, muster up some confidence to look into that and give it a shot, uh, that would be really cool because we go through a lot with our reproductive stuff, enough as it is, just based on like 
how we are composed and all of our fucking hormones that cycle through us on a monthly basis, that would really help the entire female community out. Yes, for real. I have some friends who are definitely more um, forward thinking in that aspect and they have done that, gone that route instead. Good. I'm like, yeah, how I appreciate that. Those, Very much those so. Men who, who step up and like, that's the easier answer for things um, right now than, especially because birth control can, no matter what, um, not be 100%. And then when yeah. you do have an IUD and get pregnant, then that can cause major problems like ectopic pregnancies and whatnot, which I have a friend who's had two of those. Poor girl. Cause that can kill you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If your tube bursts and you know, that that's something inside your body that is, that has burst and can cause like just internal, internal damage and bleeding. And especially if you don't go to like, if you don't catch it, right. Yes. You know, if you're not going to the doctor when you're feeling these symptoms that feel like at first could be normal symptoms of just being bloated or this or that. And, uh, yeah. And some people again, don't have resources. They're like, I don't have insurance. I'm not going to the doctor until I'm in excruciating pain or something. And that could be too late. And again, just another flaw in our system is that, or in our, Mm -hmm. in our country's the health system. But, um, we have covered a wide range yes, we of have. topics today as usual, <laughs> but I love it. Rant. I love to just go on okay. to the rants. I mean, it all st- stemmed from, you know, parenthood and, and juggling all the things. And that's part oh, yeah. of it is being like a menstrual cycles, what leads yeah. you to being able to be a mother. So, Gosh. well, you know, I shouldn't say that because obviously there's w- many other ways to be a parent, but you know what I mean? It all, it all leads back to the same, uh, original topic in yeah, one way. Totally. you can find the spider web of how we got here for sure <laughs> but it's as usual um and we don't have anyone on the books right now but i'm really excited because let's see this week when this comes out will be the 29th oh and then the very next week i'll be in washington yes and i'll be up there for a couple weeks so i'm super excited about well I keep saying a couple weeks and I think it's just because of my schedule of what I requested for time off to allow for like driving days and and getting home and getting situated. I'm actually only up there for 10 days. Um, because again, it's a fucking 12 hour drive. So that, that takes out two days. Um, so anyways, 10 days again, and I've got a lot planned. I've got the sturdy, dirty. Oh, I was going to mention because we talked about it a little bit of like, how do I feel, you know, with having this crush I had and the sturdy, dirty only being a couple of weeks away and, uh, I'm still in pain. And so it's a little concerning, but I think I can ride my bike still. Um, but it might look be a different race. I never wanted to be competitive in this race because I haven't been biking crazily for the last couple of years. It's just been very recreational and leisurely. Yeah. But I was hoping I would just have a little more confidence in the race and, and push myself a little bit harder. Whereas now I think I'm going to be really just cruising the course yep. and doing it to experience the race environment and see what it's like and try one out. Um, because yeah, it still hurts to take like deep breaths and sneeze. And I don't know if a, a rib like out of place or bruised ribs or whatever, but whatever it is, those things take so much time to heal and there's nothing you can really do about it anyways, yeah. obviously besides like rest. 
Um, so it kind of sucks. I hate having these injuries that you can't just like, oh, put a cast on it. And then you wait yep. and you know, like it's going to heal, whatever. It's just the slow, steady ones. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think it's still going to be a lot of fun. And I actually want to invite um, Jason and Joe to come yes. on Saturday because I think that they would be a really good part of my cheerleading crew. Yes. Uh, I have no idea if they have any interest because like they don't mountain bike whatsoever and it's a women's thing, but there's plenty of guys that go and support the sturdy yes. dirty and I love it. And so I want to ask them if they can come Saturday. Cause that can also be like my, the day I have with my friends to celebrate yep. my birthday. Like it doesn't by any means need to be like a all women's crew um I want I want my friends there and yeah. like I said they would be I think they would be great cheerleaders and support and also a lot of the people who go like they dress up you know and, yep. it's and I think that those guys could be some that, that, yes. bring that but we'll see that's just my hope and and desire for them that they would do something like that but I have depends on what they have going on in their lives right yeah. now um they may be like, yeah, like, you know, there's a lot more chill too mm-hmm. than we all used to be, but do you we'll have, I'll text them. Do you have like a theme in mind that you want to go with? Okay. No, cause I'm going to be wearing my Jersey for dames of dirt, which is the like team that I'm on in the little group I'm on here. Um, so yeah, I don't have any, anything okay. really. Um, what are their colors? Uh, the shirt is like a turquoisey black and there's some pink on it okay perfect um, it's on my instagram but awesome. yeah and so there's a, a few gals who are coming up from tahoe who's from dames of dirt who are racing yeah. too. i think they're all racing like the sport category maybe some pro but like i don't think i think i'm the only one in the beginner category and which again i was thinking about doing the sport yeah. category um just because i i'm like oh i think i can handle it but and I me mean, can change today up so i'm hoping i'll get a pre-ride in and um and that'll help me decide what I want to do and like how I'm feeling and stuff Nikki said she would pre-ride with me nice. um so I may but some of the girls are going to be up there too so I don't know what anyone what like what her schedule is because I'd likely be doing it on a Wednesday or Friday or Thursday or something nice. so is she racing I don't think so because she asked me when the race was so okay got it got it, <laughs> so got it, got it. it. <laughs> but but yeah so anyways that means that next week, hopefully our ep- hopefully we can get an episode in, but it would be in person. Yeah. And I can come over again and we can record um one of those days next week that I'm up there, depending on which day I drive up. Um, I'm really going to try to, I'm considering driving the fourth, but being a holiday, I'm like, I don't know. Is that going to be a bad idea? Is there going to be like more traffic or yeah. less traffic? Um, if I drive early enough, I think I can, you know, not get in the way of like possible drunk drivers being on the road or something. You said you're driving up on the 4th of July. I was thinking about it because the stores are closed on the 4th and, um, it'll just give you a, just that extra day. I really want to pre-ride the course. And if I go up there the fifth, then that only gives I don't want to pre-read the course the day before because uh-huh. I just feel like that climb's going to take a lot out of me. And then the sixth is my birthday and I don't really want to spend my birthday like alone pre-writing the course that, cause that will take like all day to be up there and do that. And I want to be home uh, in, in town with family and friends. So um, 
was like, I can get up there. I was even thinking about like leaving the third after work Do and it. getting part of the drive done and then yeah. finishing it off on the fourth. So I'm actually there like middle of the fourth. Uh, so we'll see how, if, if I can get everything I done, need done like work-wise um, and, you know, like I said, with the stores being closed on the fourth anyways, and if I have everything done, like, and I'm off the fifth, I can't get any of the communication that I might need on the fourth yeah. because then I'm going to be off. So I don't know. I'll be, and I'll be partially like available, but not fully available for like while I'm up there. So um, I think I'll be all right. But, Tuesday, but yeah, I, Tuesday, the 11th, we're having a clothing swap. Oh, fun. Yeah. So oh, man. Maybe that. I'll throw, I'm, since I'm driving, maybe I can throw some. Yeah. Shit I, have. I don't have much, but I have a couple of things that I was looking at today. Like, I just want to get rid of this. That's um, fine. And I got to go through my, get some stuff out of our container. So maybe I'll, I'll see what I might have that I can donate to the cause. Yay. Um, there will also be so many clothes here too. So. Awesome. Hopefully well, you can come home with some things. Yeah. Maybe Andrew was like, no, don't come yes. home with anything more. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so this is, this is it, um, this week and next week, like I said, we'll be together in person. So that's super yeah. great. And I hope to maybe be able to have some people, uh, in Washington on with us. Maybe we can get a Hillary or Rebecca cameo yes. or something like that. We'll see what we can do. I'd love to get two episodes in for each week that I'm there. Yeah. So you guys have a lot to look forward to of us being together in person, which I don't even know if you can tell the fucking difference, but yeah. we can. <laughs> we so can. We totally can. And we love it so much. Um, so yes, that wraps it up for our tangents today. If you have not, like I said, Go back to last week, listen to that episode with Tori and uh, just get get fired up from her and her attitude and her transparency and her just fucking, you know, go get them attitude without being afraid of asking for help to get yeah. what she needs and mm-hmm. wants out of life. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everybody. We will chat with you next week. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and would do us a huge favor since we don't have any sponsors or anything like that and would rate and review us on whatever platform it is you use, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is. And if you're listening and downloading just through the website, tearingituppodcast.com, leave comments. Um, we'll definitely engage back with you. And on social media right now, we're just on Instagram, Podcast is the handle like the post, share the post, comment on the post, whatever it is you got, um, show us your love so we just stay relevant and show up in the rankings at all. So again, rate and review, please, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.